Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. He changes everything. (laughs) He changes everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. You guys are amazing. Y'all give it up for our worship team. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, church family. It's nice to see all your beautiful faces this morning. My name is Atiyah. For those that you don't know me, I'm the minister of music here at the Building Christian Fellowship. And I am honored to be able to bring the word before you this morning. So as you know, we have been in our hope series, uh, the hope quotient. We're reading from a book called the hope quotient. And, um, yeah, it's been life changing. It's a life changing book. The concept of hope. Uh, we had two amazing, uh, presenters these last couple of weeks. We had pastor Donald who broke the seals on this whole teaching and then, uh, followed up by the hope girl herself, pastor Jenny, <laughs> Pastor Jenny came in and brought a tremendous word. Um, So this morning, I am on assignment. I am on assignment this morning. And I believe that there's something that the Lord wants to address in our lives concerning hope this morning. And um, I just want you to really lean in. And and if I can, if I may be honest with you this morning, uh, I, I, I struggled in preparing for this message this morning because um, honestly, I was a little intimidated because the, you know, Pastor Donald and Pastor Jenny, they, they, they brought to you, they extrapolated the principles from the chapters that they, that we've read in this book and uh, the scriptures and stuff like that. And in my mind, from my perspective, it was from the victory side of holding on to hope. Okay. But I was, I was, I felt intimidated because it's like, Lord, if I'm honest, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to get a grip. I'm still trying to get a grip. And um, if I can just be, I just want to be led by the spirit this morning. I believe that God is wanting to address them. I believe this message is for everybody in the house this morning. But to those of you who have been struggling pastor donald when he opened up this series he talked about hope likened it to the to the to the grip on a deadlift that you're able to hold on and if you're in this room this morning you don't have to pretend can i let some air in the room this morning you don't have to pretend that hope has never left you or that you never left it this morning and i believe that god wants to have a samaritan woman at the well moment for us this morning where he comes out of his way on a series that's uplifting and edifying to bring you hope personally amen so i believe that god is that that we're the women at the well this morning if you would just lean in if you would just engage your hearts this morning to what i believe the lord is wanting to minister to us as he ministered to me leading up to today me being in front of you this morning amen Hope. Hope has been likened to the middle child. And let me tell you, speaking as the middle child, 
I know what it's like to be forgotten about, all right? No shade, Mom. I love you. But, uh, you know, it is, it is, it's just, in all, in all seriousness, it's the, 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 you know, the middle child. You know, we talk about faith, we talk about love and real relevant relationships, but hope is paramount. Hope is not a luxury, it's an absolute necessity. And if it is underdeveloped or non-existent, how do you expect to carry on with faith and love and real relevant relationships? So this morning, if you're taking notes this morning, it's called, the title of this message is called Grappling with the Grip. Grappling with the grip. You know, it's one thing to, uh, you know, to engage in like cannon shooting, right? You know, you've seen like old school, uh, like tales of like Braveheart, you know, where they line up, the warriors line up and they shoot arrows and they shoot cannons and stuff across. That's, that's, that's far, far away combat, right? But grappling speaks of something up close, personal, wrestling, a fight. You know what I mean? I mean, you see, like, I think of, of the, the war movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan and, uh, and, and where, where like, uh, you know, they, I, think, I think it was Saving Private Ryan where he, they were in hand-to-hand combat. It's, it's World War II, and they're engaging the enemy in warfare, right? And dude's shooting his gun. He's shooting his gun. Gun runs out of bullets, and they're just coming. The enemy's coming on, and he takes off his hat. He takes off his helmet and starts beating people with it. And you tell him, I'm like, that's an intense fight. That's hand-to-hand, like wrestling. I'm wrestling. And this, if I'm honest with you today, I'm wrestling with my hope in certain areas. I'm wrestling to keep my grip. I'm wrestling to keep my grip. You know, some areas I got it on lock, deadlift, on point. But if I'm honest with you... (laughs) There's an area in particular that just really kind of knocked the wind out of me when God brought it to my attention that I'm, I'm grappling with my grip on hope. And that is, uh, well, well, let me give you a little bit of background, okay? So leading up like this whole month, I've been hit on every side on every side with, with its health, financial provision, all, all that stuff. And, um, Honestly, and I hate to even use the word, it's triggered me in a certain area. And as I'm preparing, you know, I'm thinking about Pastor Donald's message. I'm reading the book, and it's a dope book, life-changing book. I'm thinking about Pastor Jenny's messages, and I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be infusing people with hope, and I'm not feeling really hopeful right now. I'm feeling kind of hopeless right now. We're talking about building your hope. And in the midst of it, you know, what, I'm, what I've been going through, I can't really get into detail about, but just to give you a synopsis of it, it has triggered the, the orphan heart in me. If I'm honest, you know, I, I just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be vulnerable today, be real with you guys. I'm, I'm never going to come up here and talk about something I don't know. I'm never going to get up here and pretend. But let me be honest with you. Remember we talked about in the grace, gospel-centered life, we talked about the well-worn ditches on either side of the road of our relationship with God called performing and pretending. And I was very pretend, tempted to perform, and I was very tempted to pretend today in preparation with you. But the thing is, this is that God stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm hit on every side. I feel like I'm alone. I'm battling all this stuff and I'm alone. I'm alone. Nobody's here to me. I'm always having to defend myself and I feel like I'm alone. 
And, and, and I'm always feeling like I got to do for myself. I got to provide for myself. I got to do this on my own because nobody's got me. The orphan heart was triggered in a lot of stuff that I've been, I've been dealing with lately. And I felt the Lord say something so simple to me. He says, how do you build what you've buried? I'm like, what is that? Okay. <laughs> Explanation, please. <laughs> like, how do you build what you've buried? And I feel like the Lord was addressing to me. He says, For those of you that didn't know, my father passed away early this year. And that was a tumultuous, uh, I've had a tumultuous relationship with him. He's been absent for a longer time than he was around. And uh, he did end up getting his life together before he checked out of here. <clears throat> but his, his leaving here was unexpected. And in, when he got, when initially he got sick last year, you know, I was still grappling with the aftermath and the fallout that his absence had left in my life. I was happy he was doing good. I was, ha I was happy, genuinely happy about it, but there were some things I felt some type of way about that I was still working through, right? And then he, he gets sick. You know, God does a, a miraculous quick work relationally between me and him, and then he ended up passing away. And I'm going to bring you back to the question that the Lord asked me. He said, how do you build what you've buried? And he's saying, you know, the, the orphan heart, my, the thing is this, is that I've, I've always felt the deficiency of my father's absence in the way of protection and provision. I've always felt like I had to fend for myself. And I've had to, you know, I've had to, you know, sure, yeah, I got big brother Donald, I got Uncle John, I got, but none of them are fathers to me, right? And what the Lord was saying, how do you, how do you build what you've buried? And what he was revealing to me is that when you buried your father, you buried the hope of being fathered with him. You secretly buried your hope of being fathered with him. And you felt like you've had to function at a deficiency because he's gone. And now that you think that the, the hope of ever having that, that father, that, that covering as a father, you've secretly buried it because you've, you've, you've built it so deep. You did buried it so deep in the, the, the dirt of disappointment. That you, you know, it kept trying to raise up when it, there was times where he felt he seemed like he was doing good and he was going to get it together this time. And then, you know, promises were made and then only for you to be disappointed again. So you assassinated your hope and you buried it. So that took me back because I'm like, well, Lord, you know, and, and I now, you know, I start feeling like an imposter. I'm starting to feel like, OK, well, then, you know what? So what do I do with this, Lord? What do I do with this? And the Lord was saying, I need you to raise your hopes again. I need to get you your hopes up again. I need to get your hopes up. And it's kind of a, a play on words. You know, the chapters that I covered were raise your expectations and, fo and focus for the future. 
And, uh, and as I was reading, I'm just like, you know what? Hope is what enables you to raise your expectations. And hope is what powers you and enables you to, to, to look forward to the future. And um, I'm like, Lord, I, 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 I'm lacking that right now in this area of my life, in the area where I need provision. I'm needing you to pro protect and defend me. I don't have that. But the Lord, in this loving way, he says, dead things don't intimidate a res resurrected king. Dead things don't intimidate a resurrected king. So I let that wash over. And I was like, the thing that I struggle with the most in front of, as far as being in front of you today is like, I feel like, I was like, Lord, but it's not, it's not the, it doesn't kind of necessarily keep track or in step with what everybody else is doing. It's like, don't worry about any of that. There's people in here that are going through the same thing that you're going through where their hope has been buried and they think it's, it's, it's gone and it's, there's no chance, no, 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 not a chance in the world that it'll ever rise up again. But I'm here to tell you that the dead thing don't intimidate the resurrected king. So I'm here to speak to those in the house this morning whose hope has been buried in the dirt of disappointment, whether it was a hope for a family, whether it's hope for a, a husband, whether it's hope for a child, whether it's hope for a relationship to be mended. Let me tell you something. Dead things do not intimidate the resurrected king. Dead things do not intimidate the resurrected king. And as, as, as I begin to, to just allow God to minister to me in this, this, this latest revelation that I'm in the throes of working out, you know, a while back I talked about being powerful and in process at the same time. And that, that's what I am before you. And that's what every Christ follower is, is a, a, they're powerful because of Jesus, but we're work in progress at the same time. We're in process and process is pretty ugly. You get what I'm saying? You know, we, our pastor, praise God, just had a heart transplant. And it was a life-saving measure that, that, that we prayed for. We claimed by the spirit of God and, and by the favor of God that he would get the perfect match for him. But let me tell you something. There were some hardships along the way. While God was answering the prayer of what we needed, what we hoped for, hello, there was some, there was some hardships along the way. There were some things that, that, that it was, and it got ugly. And, and it got where we didn't know what, what, what was going to happen but, and it's the same when we're recovering hope, when, when God is, when we ask God to recover our hope in the area of our lives, and he's like, bet. And he comes in and he comes to work and he starts tearing stuff up. Like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Whoa, 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 what are you doing? You know? And as he brought this to my attention, I'm like, I dealt with this. I dealt with this already. I dealt with this already. It's kind of, you know, that, 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 that sinking feeling in your heart when you've heard your, you've ignored a leaky faucet for a long time. And then you go and you finally like, okay, let me fix the faucet. Okay, cool. Sure. All right. Taken care of. Right. And as you're moving along your business, all of a sudden you notice the linoleum is warped. And then a few months later, after you, you, you address that, the carpet is smelling funny right that was the sinking feeling like dude here we go again here we go again and it is it's like you know what you constantly have to deal with the concept the false concept that that of arrival 
as a child of God because why we're always powerful and in process simultaneously. So as the Lord began to deal with me about it, I'm thinking like, Lord, I thought I dealt with this. I thought I dealt with this. But he began to see, he began to show me the deeper picture and the attachment, how it was relevant. See how a leaky faucet can end up ruining a floor plan, could cause the whole foundation of your house to be compromised. It's the same way. It's the same way. Because when you buried your hope of being covered, when you buried your hope of being fathered because of your natural father no longer being here, it said everything about what you thought about me. came to raise your hopes I came to resurrect your hope in the area of being father so I'm, I'm 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 wondering if there's anybody else in the room you don't have to raise your hand or shout amen or just nod your head giving a good baptist nod you don't have to do none of that but I wonder how many people in the room this morning are grappling with their grip on hope also and I believe that the Lord, that is exactly why the Lord has sent me this morning to encourage you that dead things do not intimidate a resurrected king. Your resurrected king. So as I'm, as, a, as I'm examining the truth that the Lord is bringing to my, to my attention, I'm looking at, you know, wow, this, is, this truly does bleed in every area of my life. How does the misrepresentation of you as Father God that I received from my natural father, who's flawed and human. I, there's not, we don't have no beef that's cleared up, but we're living, I'm living with the wreckage. I'm still working through the wreckage and the damage and the fallout of, of, of the, of the absence. So it's not so much relationally with my father anymore. It's more so relationally, relationally with the father now. And we get so used to, functioning at a deficit that when what we need shows up we don't know how to handle it we don't know how to handle it and um I was sharing with my sister I'm like dude I feel like I feel like a in when it comes to this when it comes to truly allowing father God to be father God to me in my life in a real way in this season it's it's so challenging. I so I likened it to a to a, a, a shelter dog who had been abused. And when you go to you take it home, you adopt it, you go to pet it, and it kind of growl, growls at you because it's used to any hand coming in to be not being in love. I feel like that's how I am with the Lord in this area of my life, with Father God in this area of my life, where it's like, no, I'm used to handling this on myself. I don't want to relinquish this to you because. I've had my hopes up before and I've been disappointed and I don't want, I, I'm, I just, just let me, let me expect the worst on my own, please. Let me just expect the worst on my own because I'm tired. I'm tired of getting my, my hopes up and then being shot down. And now you're telling me to raise my hope again. I'm tired. In this area, I haven't had to do it. I haven't had to do it in this area. I haven't had to address it like this before. Because I was functioning at a deficit and I got familiar with it. And the thing is this is that how do we expect to heal from what we've made friends with? A lot of us have made friends with the trauma and we've learned how to, to we've gotten un, really, really, really uh, disturbingly familiar 
with functioning in our trauma and allowing other people to tiptoe around us about it because we refuse to deal with it. We've made strange bedfellows with our traumas that God's wanting to address. Why? So you can have hope. So you can live with hope because you're never going to be able to propel into the future if you don't have hope. Can you go ahead and put that quote that I put up up there? This is one of the quotes from the, uh, the book, and it was about, about the future. I think we have it up here. <laughs> the exact wording of it escapes me at the moment, but it's, it said, without hope for the future, there's no strength for the present. When there is no hope for the future, there's no strength for the present. And a lot of us have been wondering why we, how, why, why am I always so tired? Why am I so tired? Why, why, why am I, there's, I don't, ha, I don't feel like I have anything to look forward to. And I know it seems like as of lately, every time I've been up here, I've been quoting a line from one of Donald's raps. But here's another one for you. There's a, there's a song he had called Prayer Request or Avail of Much Power. And he's basically just talking about the state of things today. And he was talking about the youth of today. He said, and here's the line. He says, live for today because we can't see tomorrow. That is the attitude of, of a lot of young people today. Live for today because you can't see tomorrow. We don't see a future. There's no hope. Without hope for the future, there is no strength for today. And we begin to act recklessly. We live recklessly. Hope. I'm here to raise your hope. I'm here to send you the message of raising your hope this morning. If you've buried your hope in the soil of disappointment, dead things are not intimidating to a resurrected king. Hallelujah. So as God is like dealing with me in this, um, yesterday I was preparing for the message today and, um, my sister sent me a, a song, and it's one I one of, one of I've, I've sang before, and I'm familiar with. And because um, it's like I don't know, maybe this is just me, and it's part of my orphan heart showing. It's like you know, anytime something regarding this subject of my life has come up, it's like again, again, like more stuff. Like when am I gonna? When am I ever gonna be? over this when am I ever going to be you know over this and and is there ever going to be a time when um when I'm not I'm not dealing with this I just I want to be yours I believe you but it's like I don't know what it is about this area that is hard for me so hard for me it's like I know the word and I can believe God for everybody else as father, for him to show up as father and protector and provider for everybody else. But I have a problem when it comes to me. And I'm going to just I'm going to just do something real quick by faith. I'm going to switch over here to the keyboard.
Y'all bear with me. dealing with I was like, Lord, here I am again. And if you say I've buried my hope, Lord, who am I to argue with you? doesn't want me living without hope. So I said, God, in the heart, in my mind, the theater of my mind, and of my heart, I visualized, I visualized digging up, digging up the hope that I had buried. begin to pray the lyrics of this song. I said, I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Because all I want is all you Just call me, I'm right there. 
Gottes bin den. He said, I'll meet you anywhere. Even in this moment, here in this room, in the disappointment, in the despair. Because he's a good father. He's the good shepherd. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, a lot of people associate that with being a scripture that's read at funerals, but it's meant for every day of our lives because it speaks to the character of the one who's caring, carrying us. But the point I wanted to make about Psalm 23 is it says, he restoreth my soul. I think somewhere along the way, we thought it wasn't important. When he addresses our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, he says, I'll restore all of that. I'll restore all of that. Why? So you can have hope. So you can have rest. It goes on to declare and de declare his goodness and his character. How he anoints our head with oil for his name's sake. How he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. He restores our soul. you this morning I've been talking to altars are open I'm gonna continue to sing I feel like the message has been delivered this morning but it's just like the Lord to go off the beaten path to come for the one hallelujah so I just want to let you know that the altars are open this morning
this morning, Lord, that you're willing to meet us anywhere to restore hope, God, so that we can live with expectation, so that we can look with hope to the future, Lord. I thank you, God, for meeting us here, for meeting us here in this place, God, whether we were in doubt, Lord, whether we were in despair, God, I thank you whether we were in offense, if we were in hurt, God, if we were wrapped in trauma, Lord, I thank you that our dead hope is no intimidation to the resurrected King. So, God, we just thank you. Lord, let this word be hidden in our hearts, God, that you burn it into our minds this morning, God, that we would carry it through the rest of our lives, Lord. And I thank you, God, that as you continue to show up, as you continue to meet us, Lord, that you would continue to show yourself faithful, that our hope would build, Lord God, that it would be progressive, Lord God, that it would continue to grow and grow based on your character, your faithfulness, your faithfulness, God, to us. You are the safest place to place our hope, God. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. And we will tell other people concerning hope, come and meet the men that told us everything about ourselves. Hallelujah.
Thank you for your word this morning today, Lord. Thank you, God, that you're willing to meet us anywhere. In the depths of our hurt, in the depths of our despair, God, I thank you. There's no limitation. Nothing keeps you from your beloved. So, Father, I just thank you for every heart in this room this morning, Lord. That they leave here with hope of hope, God. That they leave here with expectations raised, Lord. And a confidence in who you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that every person in this house leaves here fully seen, fully known, fully loved, God. And full of expectation that you will do exactly what you said you'd do, Lord. So, Father, as we leave this place, I thank you that your presence goes with us. Thank you, Lord, that you bring us back to the time appointed, Lord, with a song on our lips, Lord, and a praise in our hearts. We love you, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, it's okay to give God praise this morning. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast. <laughs>